Okay, so welcome back to another episode of Lock It or Leave It. It is game week. The 4-0 Florida State Seminoles host number 22 Wake Forest in a monumental conference matchup. Stick with us as we recap last week's thrashing of Boston College. Potential Knowles will be suiting up for future Sundays and maybe some bets we love for week four. But first, as always, this music. Okay, so we are back. Big win by the Knowles. Ak and Cam were both in attendance for the game. Uh, Cam, talk to me a little bit about going back to Tallahassee, visiting your sister, being there for the weekend, and also the fantasy league punishment that we all agreed upon. Yeah, I think I'll let you uh, get to the fantasy league part, but it was great to be back. Me and Aaron made the trek up Friday. Aaron was literally working the entire way there on the car, but it was great to see all the boys. Shout out to uh, Barrett for the hospitality, you know, former uh, seminal legend, you know, current still legend, I guess, but excellent time all around. It was awesome to see the Knowles win. It was great game day vibes. I think one of my favorite weekends for sure start off is the 8 p.m. games are always the best games because you're not rushed in the morning. You can eat a uh, gorgeous meal in the morning like we did. And then you got plenty of time to get rowdy before the game gets going. So absolute blast. Totally worth the miserable drive I had Sunday morning with Aaron, but would do it again 100 percent. Yeah, I uh, want to welcome you real quick and talk to us a little bit about Aaron Judge, the significance of the Roger Maris um tying that home run record and also the insignificance of it a little bit because Barry Bonds and other people also hit more than the heated also. So first things first, I think Cam greatly undersold the brunch spread he talked about. Solely resurrected me after Friday night at recess. Shout out to Haley's roommate's parents. They were awesome. Uh, but the real home run record, Jay, is 73 by Barry Bonds in 2001. Anyone with a brain will know that. Those homers still happen, even if there's controversy. Those balls still flew over the fence. He still rounded the bases. The record is 73. However, in the American League, the record is 61. It is tied now. Roger Maris and Aaron Judge. So Aaron Judge can overtake Maris for the Yankees record and the American League record with a homer in the next seven games. Let's hop into this FSU recap game. And Akko, throw it right back to you. The opening kickoff. I'm watching that. It's Boston College. I'm like, wow, it's doke at night. Can't get any better. Then Doke at night kicks off, and I'm like, all right, let's get this game going. And the best part about it to me wasn't the Trey Benson run. It was hearing the crowd progressively get louder after each down and distance, after each yardage marker, the 10, the 20, the 30. He got to the 40. You can start hearing the people be like, oh, wait, if he breaks a tackle, he's going house. He hits the 50. Oh, man, he's still chugging. He hits the 40. And that's when it absolutely erupted. Everyone realized we just got an opening kickoff return for a touchdown. Absolutely deafening in that stadium. Ack, what was it like being there? And then Cam talked to us about that game too. It was wild. The only two recent games that could really match the kind of energy. And they matched, but they didn't, they didn't go over it. Uh, Miami and Notre Dame last year, that similar vibe. But we blew this team out of the water. The fans stayed the whole time too as an underrated part of it. 
Nobody left early. Everyone was locked in the whole time from that insane opening kickoff. Stadium was shaking until the very end of the fourth quarter. And toward the end of the fourth quarter, there were some fans, a few rows up for me, that started to chant, and the whole student section started joining in. They're chanting, we want Bama, they said. Uh, I don't know if we're that back yet, but it feels great to see the boys go out there and get another win because Boston College is a team we struggled with last year. We struggled with them in the past. They've always played us close. Last year, I think we won by six points, I want to say, uh, at their stadium. We were supposed to win by a lot more than that. So to see us kind of buck the trend a little bit and go out there with a killer mentality and just run the ball down their throats felt really good. And that's going to help us a lot this week. It's supposed to be some iffy weather on Saturday in Tallahassee for this Wake Forest game. Throwing the ball might not be as much of an option, which really benefits us with our three-headed running backs, Toa Philly, uh, Benson, and, uh, and Treshawn. So these three guys all scored a touchdown, and they've been really hitting their stride here in the season. Can't wait to see what happens Saturday. Yeah, I think Aaron hit it uh, kind of right away. And uh, there's a saying, I'm sure both of y'all know it, good teams win, great teams cover. So it was gr- you got you to gotta really beat the shit out of teams that you're supposed to beat the shit out of. So it was great to see that. Of course, uh, Boston College never really stood a chance. It was felt like it was 24-0 pretty quickly. Uh, it was great to see the defense was playing really well too. I mean, special teams, obviously, even though with their, some of their recent struggles, they, it seems like every every – Team was firing on all cylinders. It was it was just a great game. I think Jay. Uh, I think it kind of reminded me of that first Virginia Tech game our freshman year. I know Aaron wasn't there yet. He was yeah. still playing still playing baseball at NYU. But uh, it was that first feeling, even though we lost that game miserably. But the the first like the, the first feeling because those the night games at Doke just hit differently. You know, like yeah. you, after after tailgating all day, you know, and it's just like you you're just exactly ready to go, and it's just it just hits different. Two quick things, like you said with Virginia Tech, uh, that game you went to freshman year, you're right. There's something different about being in Doke at night, and it doesn't matter if it's – that's why I love night games, like you said. It doesn't matter if you started drinking at 11 a.m., at 8 a.m. because it's a noon game, at 2 um, p.m. because you had like a 6.30 game. It doesn't matter when you start drinking. You start drinking at 11 and you go to a night game at Doke, snap of a finger, you're locked in. It doesn't matter if you're 14 deep. You're locked in like never before. You think you're the head coach down there, how much you're in tune with that game. But going back to UAC, you talk about the special teams a little bit. You mentioned this in earlier pods. It's not only Trey Benson making that run and going to the house. It's also the people blocking for him, like Wyatt Rector. Talk to me a little bit about Wyatt Rector's consistency in blocking also because he's given us a huge lift on that side of the ball. Yeah, I made a tweet about it earlier this week. Wyatt Rector's having a great season on special teams, and you got to give him credit. He was recruited. He's a quarterback recruit. Uh, went to, I believe, Western Michigan first. Didn't play much there. Came to Florida State as a tight end. Now he's a gunner on special teams. He's been awesome. He laid two big blocks for Benson, led his way to the end zone on Saturday night, and he made some big plays in punt coverage against LSU and Louisville as well. So he's been really all over the field, flying around, just doing a, a great job on special teams. We're going to have a lot of players flying around doing really good things for NFL football teams on Sundays. we got people like Kalen Deloach. Uh, you have our running backs. Any of them can go to the league. I think that Jared Verse, and then Cam, let me toss it to you real quick. Jordan Travis, what we've been seeing with him, when he has the ball in his hands, the play is never dead. He's always making something out of nothing, doing all these acrobatic throws. We saw him do a jump throw in a couple games, talking about Jordan Travis's progression, and maybe if we'll be seeing him, doing the same thing for a team on Sundays. 
Yeah, I mean, I think he's come a really long way. I mean, everybody always know, everybody's always known how great of an athlete he is. I mean, extending the play, getting out of the pockets, uh, similar to some of the things we see Lamar Jackson do on Sundays. But where he's really taken his stride this year is his, I think, his patience in the pocket and going through his reads, w- making sure that he's controlling the flow of the offense and obviously limiting the turnovers helps there as well. I just, just think he's taken a huge step this year. I think that has a lot to do with uh, the protection up front has been a lot better than it previously has been so I just uh, it's just all coming together for him and he's finally able to really just let loose but especially you can still tell I mean his knee is still hurting him a little bit from the Louisville game so it was good to see him kind of uncharacteristically stay in the pocket longer than he does and still dominate against Boston College yeah you mentioned earlier about uh, maybe running the ball a little more than throwing due to the inclement weather that might be in Tallahassee this weekend talk me about the Wake Forest game And then Cam, after him, you mentioned the spread and what you think about the actual betting part of this game. Uh, I'm really excited for this game. I think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring affair. Wake Forest, really known for their offense, their big-time quarterback, Sam Hartman. He was on the show QB1. I don't know if you guys have watched that. Great show. Go check it out. I believe he was on season two. Uh, So Sam Hartman, big-time arm. Not as mobile. He's had some issues with his arm, though. He had uh, surgery on his shoulder over the offseason. He's come back from it. He seems to be healthy. But I'm not convinced he's 100% back. And like I mentioned, the hurricane's coming through right now. There might be some iffy weather on Saturday. If that is the case, we're in good shape. We are much better at running the ball than Wake Forest is. Like I mentioned, we have those three, those three guys that are really, really good at it. Jordan Travis can run the ball as well. We can run some screen passes to the outside, get Darion Williamson, or uh, maybe even play Sam McCall on offense, which I – I would love to see. I don't know if it's going to happen. Get some of those speedy guys to the outside. Give them some running room. See what they can do. Make some guys miss, break some ankles on the wet turf. Yeah, I think Aaron's exactly right. I think the uh, weather will actually play to our advantage. But as far as the spread goes on this game, it did open at Florida State minus four. Has now shifted to Florida State minus seven, which, I mean, as everybody knows, is uh, was Florida State was being hammered by early uh, early betters. And currently, as, as of about 20 seconds ago, 59% of the bets are on uh, Wake Forest plus seven. So, I mean, it's about what you'd expect with how much the spread has uh, changed. So, really don't see an edge as far as uh, which side is makes sense for uh, betting-wise for this game. So not don't have an official pick, but, you know, we're, you know, we riding with the Knolls either way. Yeah, I've just been kind of creeping around this one. I wonder I haven't seen it. I looked at um, one of the sites. I looked on prize picks and I didn't see a um, Lawrence to a Philly, Trey Benson or Trayshawn Ward anytime touchdown prop. If that comes out, we will put it on our story because. Like we said, a lot of running going on in this game. I think one of those three guys will grace the end zone uh, this coming Saturday. But with that being said, Ack, let me throw it back to you. We've got an FSU litmus test coming in these weeks coming up, man. we got Wake Forest, NC State, Clemson, Georgia Tech, Miami. And then after that, we end out with Florida on Thanksgiving, I think with one or two games in between. Talk to me about what these coming weeks can actually show about FSU, how good are we, or maybe it's the easy schedule? What do you think? What do you think, man? These next three games are really – this is the season right here, these next three games. We got Wake Forest home at NC State and then Clemson home. So of these three games, we're favored in the Wake Forest game, as we've talked about. We are going to be underdogs most likely against NC State and against Clemson. Those are the last two games of the season that we will be the underdogs in. 
rest of the way, we're going to be favorites. So if we can get through this relatively unscathed, we're in great shape for a big-time bowl. After this, we have, like you said, we have Miami, Pitt, GT, Louisiana, and Florida. None of those teams scare me. Miami, in Miami, is a different team this year. They're it's not gonna be, like they There's going to be more Knowles fans at that game than, than Kane's fans. Right. I'll be there. I'm sure Cam will be there. Hopefully our listeners will be there with us. We're going to have a great time. We're going to get loud. We're going to Listen, Miami has no fans there, right? They never do. I mean, check the check their the seats. Own player, their own players weekend. say that. Their own right. players Tyler say that. Tyler Van Dyke, their star quarterback, said he prefers away games because they're louder and he can get more into it and get more locked in because Miami has nobody at these games. So we need FSU Nation to come deep. There's going to be plenty of seats available, and we need to just totally take over the city of Miami. I know Aaron's not a fan of these metrics, but uh, the ESPN Power Index only gives us a 3% chance of making it through these next three games, 3-0. and 54% has us going 2-1, uh, and one, and then uh, 43% or whatever it would be has us going 1-2. Uh, and two. So just want to put that out there for you guys and just so you see your thoughts on that. Yeah, 2-1 and is a big-time success, I think, because if we get these through, through these 2-1, and one, I think we'll probably drop one somewhere along the line in the last five games. So realistically, we're looking at 10-2 and two in the season. Now, assuming one of the top-ranked ACC teams, probably Clemson this year, makes the playoff, that puts us in position for a New Year's Six Bowl in the Orange Bowl, which would be a big, big boost for Mike Norvell in his third year at Florida State. Yeah, so to wrap this up a little bit, our running back room is nice. Our receiving room is nice. We got a nice defense. We got people who can rush the quarterback, people who can drop back and cover the wide receivers. And then we got a guy in the center in Jordan Travis who can throw that thing and make it work with his legs too. Really excited. All right, so let's start these sign-offs, man. Cam, thanks for hopping on, man. FSU. I mean, we can go, realistically, we can go 5-0 and here. And I think we can do it. What do you think our chances are, man, signing off? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to, uh, if we drop one along the way, as long as we get wins against Florida and Miami, I mean, that's just, the, that's for pride, you know. If College football playoffs is what is what it is. That's, that's the pride games, you know. Being able to swing deck all over Florida and remind everybody that Florida State football is back is what matters. Uh, I'm excited for the weekend, for sure. Big game against Wake Forest, obviously. I have a bet with my boss currently. I'm allowed to wear a Florida State jersey to work tomorrow, but only if the Bengals win tonight so if if they lose i have to wear a dolphin shirt so uh we'll and it's like an extra small too it's like totally not gonna fit me but you know so i'm going for i'm rooting for the Bengals tonight but excited for the wake forest game for sure yeah man absolutely man i mean talk about a weekend we had miami loses to middle tennessee right isn't that crazy and they're talking all this trash down there in south florida and then UF loses to Tennessee. That was a really good game too. But at the end, Tennessee ran away with it. Tennessee players were doing the chop to the to the um, yeah to the fans. They're like, "Yo, we own these people." Not the chomp, the, yeah, the, the Gator chomp. Excuse me. But act signing off real quick. Talk to me about the FSU commit and also everything else going on down there in SoFlo. Yeah. So very sad. I can't make the game this weekend. We'll be stuck in Miami. But I want to give a big, warm welcome to Null Nation, to four-star linebacker out of California, Blake Nicholson, and a five-star wide receiver out of Florida, Hakeem Williams. Norvell has been crushing it on the trail. We have some more big-time recruits visiting. I believe we have a five-star that's going to be in town this weekend. 
So maybe another commit. We'll see what happens. But Hakeem Williams, Blake Nicholson, welcome. Hakeem Williams, Williams is from Fort Lauderdale, right? He is. Uh, Stranahan High School. Yep. Man, we should go we, see him play. We should. Uh, it's it's about 10 minutes from you, Cam. It's mad close. It's like right <laughs> southwest of you. Hey, yo, try and get a post-game interview. <laughs> oh, we should. That's actually Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, so with that being said, man, thank you guys for listening. Uh, been a great pod. Can't wait to... We are 5-0, and and we do a recap after that game. These are the games that matter. You talked about recruiting. This is why, because when you face those ranked teams and you can pull out wins against them against other high-profile programs, you get the recruits to take notice, and then the jersey's on top of it all. Too swaggy. We'll catch y'all later. Peace.